Hi, welcome to Skip's Corner, where I cover Nashville's baseball history and events and introduce you to players, coaches, and other fans. This past Sunday night's 85th annual Old Timers Baseball Association Banquet was a tremendous success. About 375 folks came and they heard a terrific speaker in Brian Jordan. He's a two-sport athlete in the pros, played for the Atlanta Falcons for three years, played in the Cardinals minor league organization, played for the Cardinals, went to the Braves and played for a while, and then was traded to the Dodgers and uh, played with the Texas Rangers. But he's on the radio down in Atlanta. He's just terrific. He was a great guy, sincere. Everybody just loved him. And we just we raised a lot of money. We sold auction items, and it was just just wonderful. In fact, Brian Jordan paid for two auction items. One was an Aaron Judge game-issued autographed bat that I think he paid about $1,100 for. So that was kind of a neat thing for him to do that, to recognize the value of being able to give back to the community, which is what old-timers is all about. And it reminded me a couple of things. Well, one of the things that he said was Andrew Jones belongs in the Hall of Fame. And he played alongside of him when he played for the Braves. But voting for the 2023 class for players who have been retired from the bank game over five years, between five and 10 years, those votes will be released Tuesday. So I thought in this episode, I'd tell you a little story about another Nashville in uh, Cooperstown. There are two that are born in Nashville. One is Turkey Stearns, who was born in Nashville in 1901. He's the only player from Nashville to be in the Hall of Fame. But there was another one who went in as an executive. That was Lee McPhail. He was born in Nashville when his dad, Larry McPhail, who is also a member of the National Baseball Hall of Fame, his dad ran a department store before he got into law and, and got tied in with the Brooklyn Dodgers and later the Yankees as a general manager. They're both in the Hall of Fame. I think that's the only father-son members in the Hall of Fame. But at the banquet, I saw Mark Hayes and Mark Gent. Now, Mark Gent runs simply a fan, and what he does, he takes fans on trips, soccer matches, opening day for the Atlanta Braves, I think is this one in the Savannah Bananas who are coming to town. He sold tickets to that, which I think is completely sold out as I understand it. And they both were talking to me while they were there about baseball and how great it was. And Mark told me that he went on a trip with Mark last year in 2022 to Cooperstown for induction ceremony. And he said, you got to go. Well, I've been there three times, but I've never been for an induction ceremony. And I would love to be able to do that. I actually wrote a story, and similar to what I'm going to tell you, and Mark Gent put it on his website, Simply a Fan. And if you have similar stories, I would encourage you to send them to him. Send them to me if you'd like to. Mark Gent is just a, he's a great guy. He's a new member of our Old Timers Baseball Association, and he actually donated tickets to the Savannah Bananas trip to Atlanta for our auction, and, and I can't remember what they went for, but it was quite a nice gesture on his part. But let me tell you a little bit about it. I've been to Cooperstown three times. I was a sales rep for a new era cap company for a long time. My dad and I and my uncles, my cousins that were, my grandfather started with them in the 30s. And through his agency, we all came into Granddaddy's agency. And one of the lines that he carried along with many others was new era cap. So about, I don't know, 40 years ago, new era started having sales meetings in Buffalo. Well, our sales reps that worked for us that lived in Atlanta, St. Louis, and in Chattanooga, my cousin Tim lived in Chattanooga, was on our sales force. We all came together with this idea to go to Cooperstown before a sales meeting. So we flew into Buffalo a couple of days before the sales meeting, rented a van, and went down to Cooperstown. Stayed a couple of nights, came back in time for the sales meeting, but the highlight of the sales meeting trip was the trip to Cooperstown. 
But I went again by myself, and I think I went the third time with the guys again. I can't really remember, but it was it's always a great trip. If you want to go, I've always told my wife, and one of these days I'll get her up there because it is a step back in time just to visit Cooperstown itself. It's a wonderful place. It's a great place for just being able to kick back. But if you like baseball, it's a hot spot there. You've got to go to the Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Now, the first time, it was going to be the trip of a lifetime for me. And boy, I'm going to tell you, I was excited about it. Because for most of my life, I had dreamed of visiting Cooperstown. And finally, it was going to happen. And one month before New Year's sales meeting was to begin, our guys planned to fly to Buffalo, made the trip, made our flight times from Chattanooga, St. Louis, Atlanta, and Nashville. So they'd all coincide. We'd arrive at the same time. And after arriving to handshakes and hugs, we claimed our bags, tossed them in the rental van, and began our four-hour journey, whiling away the time with a few family and business tales, but mostly about baseball trivia. Trivia was going to be the keynote of this whole trip. And of course, most of our answers were wrong. I-90 in New York was a typical interstate highway, but when we turned onto State Highway New York 28, the landscape changed. And with 30 miles to go, so did our level of excitement. We were anxious to begin our thorough observation of baseball's history from a new perspective. And if you go, you will too. I was captured by the beauty of the village, an unexpected quaintness, and nothing like I thought it would be. I had no idea it was named after James Fenimore Cooper, the author known for leather stocking tales and the last of the Mohicans, and located on the southern edge of Otstego Lake, the setting is appealing with the rural charm of small-town America. We checked into our motel near the lake and walked up the short hill to the front of the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum, just standing out front, just admiring and observing where we really were. Sadly, a sign told us that it had already closed. And as the June sun was setting, we explored Main Street and mostly in search of a restaurant. And it was not a particularly busy time of year, late spring. And we had several choices around the corner from the museum where a couple of places were to have a beer or two. And we ended up finding a place to shoot pool and play darts. And that's where we ended our expedition for the day. Now, the next morning, we had breakfast at the Doubleday Cafe, a popular spot that was a favorite of locals and tourists before we made our way up the street to begin our self-guided tour of the museum. We'd given ourselves the better part of the day and another morning to cover as much of the museum as possible. And each one of us went our own way, peering at displays about trading cards, heroes, and famous games, uh, women in baseball, and so much more. It would just be impossible to describe. You got to go see it for yourself. Of course, there was the hall itself with plaques honoring baseball heroes selected to the Hall of Fame. Many were not particularly memorable, but then there were the greats I knew more about. Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Casey Stingle, Hannes Wagner, Ted Williams, Roberto Clemente, and Ty Cobb. There was one I had heard my grandfather talk about, one he believed we were related to, as his last name was Waddell, the same as Granddaddy. And when I saw his plaque, I swear I saw a resemblance to Rube Waddell and my grandfather. And when I see that, I still do. I'm not sure I've ever really found out whether we're directly connected to Rube Waddell or not, but maybe. And Granddaddy, whether he knew it or not, always told that story because there was a Waddell in Cooperstown. Well, between lunch and touring the museum, we scoured the gift shop and then made our way to the baseball shops in town. And there are a lot of them. 
We passed a store with a sign in the window announcing Don Larson would be there to sign autographs at 2 p.m. and autograph tickets could be purchased inside for $20. As a Yankees fan and aware of his accomplishment of throwing a perfect game against the Brooklyn Dodgers in Game 5 of the 1956 World Series, well, I was hooked. I had to get his autograph. I purchased a ticket, and then I thumbed through a bin of photographs of Larson to purchase for him to sign, before realizing I had seen some of the same images at another store, but at better prices. So I returned there and bought one, got in line about 30 minutes before Larson was to begin signing, and patiently waiting. Now, anywhere you go in Cooperstown, if you're standing in line, there are plenty of folks to talk to about what your favorite love of baseball is, or who you've met. And that's kind of how that 30 minutes went. Now, Larson did not talk much. And in fact, he seemed sullen. And when I gave my ticket to the person with him, I asked if the famous pitcher would sign his name and underneath put the date and Cooperstown, New York. I was told that will cost you another ticket. Happy with just Don Larson on the photograph, I moved on. And I remember little else about the rest of the afternoon and evening, except we returned to the museum and after supper, made our way to the bar where we had ended our previous night. A few friendly rounds of pool and a dark game or two was it for me. So I told the boys I was going back to the Double Day Cafe for one last beer before bedtime. I remembered there was a small U-shaped bar there. Two men sitting at the small bar. I sat down next to one of them. And when his friend left, I was asked by the one remaining who was next to me. And he wanted to know how my day had been and if I had visited the museum. Well, yes, I said, it's great to be in the spot where baseball was invented. And I wasn't ready for his reply. I introduced myself and he told me his name was Tim Wiles, that he was the director of research at the museum. And he was originally from Iowa and was a Chicago Cubs fan. Since it was my first visit, I was completely fascinated to have met someone who had all the answers. And that's when I first heard that Abner Doubleday was nowhere near Finney's farm that he was enrolled in the United States Military Academy at West Point in 1839, the year that Cadet Doubleday supposedly laid out the field and devised the first rules of early baseball in Cooperstown. But he wasn't there. And Tim Wiles said to me, we're pretty much certain that Abner Doubleday is not the inventor of baseball. He explained how the story had been debunked and although simply a myth, that fact would not change Cooperstown nor the Hall of Fame one bit, and I'm glad it didn't. Now, around 10.45, the other guys came in, and I introduced them to Tim, and as the conversation continued, the lady tending bar told us she was closing at 11, no matter, but by that time, the trivia contest was well underway, and losers were buying. She must have enjoyed it. She stayed open until 12.30, and the results of the trivia contest? Well, we did not stand a chance. It was a classic trip. It rivals two-week-long spring training trips, 2017 World Series games six and seven in St. Louis, and the birth of all four of my children. I'm just kidding. But I've returned to Cooperstown a few times after that. One of those was alone to spend a few hours in the research library arranged by, guess who? Tim Wiles. To thank him, I sent every New Era Cubs cap from my sample case to him. That was an easy trade. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Skip's Corner. Another Nashville in Cooperstown, it was me. Not Just not the same way you might have expected. Well, you didn't expect that, but 
Yeah, it was just, I'm just kind of using a play on words here. I was in Cooperstown, and I know many of you have too, and I hope you'll enjoy going again. And if Mark Gent puts one of those trips together for induction weekend, you might just see me there. Until next time, this is Skip Nipper at Skip's Corner. Thanks for joining me.